The depth chart has been released for the Colgate game. What surprises did we find out today? Find out this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We are continuing our trek into Colgate Week here. And this is going to be another day where we kind of talk about where Boston College is at as they release their depth chart. And we're going to jump into that to start the episode. This is going to be a two-parter on depth chart. I mean, there's a lot to dig into here. And I think there's a lot that you guys as listeners are going to want to know about. So first of all, we're going to kick it off by talking about the defense. Because I think, honestly, there was the most surprises on the defensive side of the ball. And we really kind of want to dig into some of the things that um, Jeff Halfley announced in that depth chart. First off, let's look at the defensive ends, which had some surprises. Like every position on this on this depth chart, I thought were, there was some prizes there. Shatasala is going to start over Brandon Barlow. Um, I didn't know where this would go. I, you know, Salah, he is a, you know, he was coming on big during the summer. I know he had a big camp and they were really excited about him. He bulked up a little bit. He's listed at 253, which is definitely bigger than he was before. I think he was at like 240 something. And then Brandon Barlow, uh, you know, he's a grad student, a, a leader that I know Jeff Halfley respects. He'll play too. But I, I thought that was a little bit surprising. The bigger surprise to me, though, was the other defensive end. Now, this summer, I have talked extensively about Marcus Valdez. I mean, you know, they've brought him out for all sorts of media events. I think he was at, um, you know, ACC Media Days. He was everywhere. And he's listed as a starter, but he's only as an or. So that means he's there with... It could be him, or it could be Donovan Azaraku, who is a freshman defensive end from New Jersey, who I, I've, I've talked about quite a bit as someone who could jump up as a freshman. Now, there's nine true freshmen on this depth chart. He's the first one that we're going to talk about. After him is a transfer, Jake Bazico, who's someone I haven't really talked all about. He is from UMass. Um, I'd love to see him play next week you know, against UMass, but you'll probably see a bit of him too. So it's interesting. Either Azaraku is really stepping up or Valdez, maybe he's not as um, high up on the depth chart as maybe we had thought. And you never know. This is the depth chart. This is just kind of, you know, some of our talk here and where we're at. Secondly, let's look at defensive tackle. Now, in terms of position battles or position questions, I would say the most, this was the biggest one. Of all the positions, I think, maybe other than maybe linebacker, this was the biggest question mark we had heading into this depth chart. And Chibuzi Anwuka, you know, the transfer from Buffalo, he's gone for the year. He tore his ACL during practice. So, you know, heading in, you had, you know, a bunch of guys. The bigger question, though, on top of that was that Halfway had mentioned they were banged up. So I didn't know who was going to be available and who could play. So... The guys that are starting at nose tackle, it's Isaiah Henderson, who I've, you remember, I've talked about on this podcast. He is a defensive tackle that I know both Steve Adazio when he was here and Jeff Halfley have said really 
uh, big things about. He was out all of last year. This will be his first big chance. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, I think he's really ex- uh, a really explosive player, and he's going to play against next to Cam Horsley. Horsley, I expected. He was not a surprise. Henderson, I had uh, Chris Banks ahead of him, but maybe they were going to put they're putting. Um, Henderson more at the at the nose tackle compared to Banks, who is the other defensive tackle backup. So the two backups at t- uh, tackle are Ram and Banks. Then we head on over to the linebacker position. Okay, so you know Max Richardson, Isaiah McDuffie, they're gone, and we didn't know who who they're gonna pick. Now you kind of got senses when you heard, you saw practice reports. I've talked extensively about Isaiah Graham Mobley, uh, the transfer from Temple as being a starter, and that one that I hit on that one. I knew he was gonna be a starter, and he was. Now the way that Jeff Halfley, if you go to bcbulletin.com and you read my my. Pre, uh, the depth chart, he puts down positions that are um, a little redundant, right? So he has on here three uh, linebackers. So, you know, if he's only going with two, you're not going to see all three out there. He also has a nickel back in there, so he's got a bunch of different players that could start. Depends on what scheme, uh, what um, set in uh, pos- uh, defensive uh, formation he's going to put out to start the game, and it could be anyone. I mean, you know, technically the nickel could get the start if they're going to go and pass for um, def- defense for that first, but that's the way they're going with this. So they list three different um, linebackers. So the first was Isaiah Graham Mobley. The second starter is cam arnold again interesting choice i didn't know if that was where they would go with that um but again i've heard a lot of good things about him he is a train and a transfer he's a position change from safety 60228 so he's a smaller linebacker but it's got the speed to play safety so that's interesting so you got two there your third linebacker was one i hit on uh when i talked about uh white uh, linebackers and that's Vinny de palma i thought he would start and he's ahead of bryce Steele. And Hugh Davis, and the other two uh, back, the other backups are Nick Danucci and Jalen Blackwell and Joseph Sparacio. So the three linebackers starting are Arnold, Mobley, and De Palma. Then we head on over to the, the the secondary. Let's look at the secondary and see where they have there. So the starters, the two cornerbacks, Elijah Jones and Brandon Sebastian. Okay, I am a little bit interested to see where his choices are going there. Sebastian, not a surprise. You knew that was happening. Elijah Jones. Interesting as well, but the reason I was surprised was because they have Josh DeBerry at nickel. I figured DeBerry would be a starter. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. You know, if they go with extra uh, secondary players, you know, it's, uh, defensive backs, he's going to play a lot. So I don't really think I wouldn't look too much into that. You want a good nickel back in there to play against a th- uh, you know a good slot wide receiver, and I think DeBerry's awesome, so he'll be a good one. The backups at cornerback. You have two freshmen and a grad student. So Sean Asbury and C.J. Burton, two guys I've talked about extensively. They're both high uh, transfer, uh, uh, sorry, high freshman recruits. Burton is the big one, and Asbury he came as to flipping from Virginia Tech. Those guys both have been with the team since the spring, so they they have a lot of experience. And then J.T. Thompson, if you have not checked it out, Mitchell Wolf, our writer who was on the show yesterday, he has a whole preview on Thompson on the website. And then you have your safeties. You have two safety positions on here, free safety and, and strong safety. Now the big news here, and I don't think I don't know if you've been reading up on it, but just make sure you're understanding. Deion Jones is not on it. And it's not because he's bad. It's because he's hurt. He hurt, suffered a knee injury, and I believe it was in the Virginia game at the very end of last season. Um, it was a bad knee injury, and he may it's going to take him some while, a while to get back. And that is why Jason Matry is the starter 
or Mike Palmer at free safety. Uh, you know, Matry, they moved over from cornerback. Uh, you know, he's a good player. He'll be all over the field. And Mike Palmer, he's a graduate student who's ready to play. And then the other two safeties is Jaden Woodbay and Jamin Muse. So either or could play. You're going to see both. You're going to see, with Jeff Halfley's defense, you're going to see all of these guys. All four of those safeties are going to play. Um, and that's that's a, that's a, um, that's a benefit of having some depth on this team. You, can, you don't have to have all your guys out there getting gassed. You can play all those guys. So that's your defense. So my biggest surprise had to be the defensive end position with Marcus Valdez or Donovan Nazaraku. Um, it's presently, I'm excited about the linebackers to see what they can do. And the secondary was pretty much what I expected other than maybe a little tweak here and there. So that's the defense. Now in the moment, we're going to come back and we'll look at the offense. And, and there's a few question marks on there as well. And we'll kind of dive into that. But let's chat a little bit first about our college football season preview. We're five days a week, free on all podcast platforms, talking about your Boston College Eagles. But if you're a college football fan, we've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune in to your favorite Power 5 conference show on Thursday, September 26th and September 27th. Search Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Sweatblock. You know, there's some few things in life that are just not fun to talk to about them and one is excessive sweating you know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason it's embarrassing and gross right some of you may know that i personally have dealt with this i hate talking about it but i will hear when i speak in public i can't help but sweat through my shirt now listen i know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world but let's be honest in the moment it feels like a big deal nobody likes to pit out during an important speech interview or first date god forbid I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. Then boom, the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, and it's guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Or Amazon and CVS. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, we are diving into the depth chart. If you're like me, this is like Christmas morning. I love looking at the first depth chart. I love seeing where Boston College is kind of at, where Jeff Halfley sees his program. You know, the big question mark last year, I remember when we were looking at that 2020 um, depth chart, he didn't he didn't name a he didn't name a quarterback. Remember that last year? It was either Phil Dracovic or Dennis Grossell. And you had to wait until kickoff. And I remember having to post on that like five minutes before kickoff that they announced Phil Dracovic would be the starter. So there are some interesting things to think about when you look at the offense. Now, the offensive line is exactly what you expect, right? There are five starters. They're the same five stars as last year, but they're going back to the positions that they were in in 2019. Tyler Vrabel is starting at left tackle. Zion Johnson is going back to guard. I am so excited about Johnson at guard because I think he is an animal. And, you know, he is one of the best guards in the country. And he's going to get that recognition there because you're going to see a kid in his element. He is a physical grinder. I think he's going to be really exciting at left guard. At center, Alec Lindstrom, not a surprise. You know, he's been on the Remington Wars. He's probably one of the top five centers by most uh, metrics for the upcoming season. Christian Mahogany is at right guard. And Ben Petrula as at 
tackle. So you got the same five. They're in their positions that they were in. I think you're you should be looking for a lot of improvement. This first couple games, these first couple games, they should really hopefully get their um mojo back, get their groove in, and then get themselves ready for that Missouri game in week four. The backups, those that's where it's a little interesting. I'm not gonna say this is any shockers because some of the names are, are very um expected. At left tackle, Kevin Klein. Now, that's not Kevin Pine. There's two guy Kevins. It's Kevin Klein and Kevin Pine. And Kevin Klein is not the actor Kevin Klein that was an American president or Dave or whatever that was. This is Kevin Klein with a C. Um, he was an absolutely mammoth uh Offensive lineman that Boston College landed last year, or in 2020. Uh, he's 6'6". He's now 315. He was like 360, I think, when they committed him. Um, but he he's obviously worked, you know, strength and conditioning to slim down a little bit. He's going to be left tackle. I've heard a lot of great things about him. I think he's going to be an exciting uh, addition and one that maybe you haven't heard of, but could play a big role this year. Ozzy Trapillo is at left left guard. He, uh, you know, in terms of offensive lineman, is the future of the offensive line first round grade already you know lots and lots of lots of um buzz around him and speaking of buzz at center drew kendall you know bc's top recruit from last year he's going to be getting his uh reps in to back up alec lindstrom and probably be starting in 2022 that's an easy sell for a fourth star recruit right you're like saying basically you're ready to go in year two uh, he just redshirt, you know, he either redshirts this year or he plays right away next year. That's a good deal. Finn Durstein, who is, uh, seems to be um, always the backup, is the backup at right guard. And then Jack Conley, who we talked about on yesterday's show, is the backup right tackle. So you got your backups. And they're young, but I think there's some excitement there. There's, um, you know, a lot of um, players that I think sh- will be the, 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 the big faces heading out f- before that, after that. So then you look at the the wide receivers. And this one, only one small surprise here, but we'll get into that. So the starting wide receivers, C.J. Lewis, Jalen Gill, and Zay Flowers. The same as last year, not a surprise. Then backing them up are the uh, two of the same from last year, Jelani Galloway and Taji Johnson. And Kobe White will be backing up C.J. Lewis. You know, these guys are all going to play. And so it's either Kobe White or Jaden Williams, who's a freshman, another freshman there. And he had a massive camp. This kid is, he's got big things coming up. Um, it's great to see him on there. And then if you look at the at the F wide receiver behind Jalen Gill, it's Taji Johnson or Lewis Bond. So you got, again, some more young talent. And then it is Jelani Galloway behind Zay Flowers. So the only question mark at wide receiver for me is Ethan Ethan Williams, who had practice because, you know, Jeff Halfley has been talking about him. Um, he's not on the depth chart, so I'm not sure. Maybe he got dinged up. You know, there's there have been practices and guys get hurt. So we'll have to wait for the, the injury report to see if maybe he isn't um, good to go on, for, on Saturday. So that'll be one to watch. Tight end. Another question, uh, interesting one here, but not really. It doesn't really surprise me. It's J- Joey Lucchetti or Trey Barry. Both guys are going to play. If you go with two wide tight end sets, you could play either of them. They'll both play. I bet you'll see more Barry, but you never. J- Lucchetti had a good uh, summer too. And then Charlie Gordon here. I'm glad to see he got onto the 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 depth chart. But the one missing for me is is Spencer Witter. I'm curious why he's not on there because he was a big role last year. Again, could be dinged up though. We will get that depth chart um, injury report by Saturday. And um, 
that's it <laughs> with tight ends. It's interesting that finally, I don't, I, I think last year they still did it the way that Steve Adazio did, where they had like three tight end sets in there. Um, this is the first year where it's just tight end. And I like that. And then finally, you had the, uh, you know, quarterback is Jakovic and Gorsell. That's not a big surprise. But the wide receiver, uh, the running back position, there is a lot of it, lots to talk about here. Travis Levy, as we've I've talked about over and over again, is the starter at running back. I've predicted all along that he would be the starter for the first couple of weeks. Then you'll you'll see what happens. Maybe he kind of you know becomes more of a situational back as Alex Sinkfield or um, Xavier Coleman or Pat Garwo are the backups. They're gonna play all of those guys. Um, you got to see Coleman. You got to see Sinkfield. You got to see all these guys playing. So. No really huge surprise at the on offense. I mean, the only really big ones is where's Ethan Williams, where's Spencer Witter, um, and then some people have been asking about Kevin Pine, the uh, the offensive lineman. Maybe he's taking some time just to get ready. I mean, you know, why sometimes offensive linemen are not ready at a young age and they just need some time, but who knows? We'll find out more as the season goes. So those are our depth chart talks. That's what we're looking at at offense. What do you think? Are you excited about this? I mean, look at that wide receiver room and you're you can see a ton of talent. I mean, when you have Kobe White as your backup and Jaden Williams as your third string or you or vice versa. You're going to score some points. I think they're going to score a ton of them. Now, when we come back, I'm going to play a little game called Guess the Attendance for Saturday's Game. I'm going to give you some my thoughts about what the attendance will be, and we'll talk a little bit about how packed Alumni Stadium could or could not be and why I think certain factors might play into that. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports wagers. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL contest survi- survivor contest open at Bet Online. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take op- advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will re- be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 21 season. Make sure to use that promo code locked on for that 100% bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's AJ Black, and we're going to play a new game today called Guess the Attendance. So on Saturday, Boston College is going to play against Colgate. And you, you look at where Boston College attendance has been in previous years against an FCS squad, and that could give us a little bit of a preview of where the attendance could be. In 2019, they played against Richmond, a game they won 45-13, and they had an attendance of 30,111. So that was around the time of Labor Day. That's an interesting thing to know about. 2018, they played against Holy Cross and had an attendance of 40,000. 2017, they played, uh, they did not play a, a FCS team. 2016, they played against Wagner for an attendance of 22,000. If I remember that game, I think it was really raining during that game. So that was a really poorly attended game. So you see the gamut, right? Holy Cross obviously has more of an advantage because they're the historic rival and older fans. They like that Boston College Holy Cross rivalry, no matter what it is. So 
where will Boston College and Colgate fall? Now, obviously, Boston College Alumni Stadium holds about 45,000. There's some factors, I think, that will rise. I would think, let's start off with like a base of around 30,000. I think it's a good base number to, to for any game for BC. What factors will go so that it goes higher? Obviously, it's the first football game since the COVID pandemic. I, you know, they haven't had a home game in, in a year and a half. That's going to rise it. Jeff Halfley has brought excitement to this program. There isn't that like ooky feeling that Steve Adazio had. And, you know, you, if you know what I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like there was always this feeling people just didn't care when he was there, even if they were playing well or they're playing six and six football, there was still this apathy about him. So I think that piece, they're going to have that excitement. The students will be on campus. That will be excitement. The weather should be good. So you have all of these different pieces. Plus the Patriots are bad. The Red Sox are falling apart. So there's really not a lot of other sports teams and all the excitement about this program. Not just Halfley, but with Phil Dracovic, Zay Flowers, all that offense. I think the excitement will go up. So that should rise some of uh, the numbers from 30,000, let's say up to like 42,000. Now what will drop it a little bit? It's Labor Day weekend. That's just a fact of life. You, you, If you have a game during that weekend, it may limit it because some people go away. Drop it down just a little. Drop it to 40,000. And let's be honest here. You know, maybe you agree. Maybe you don't agree. I do think the COVID stuff may impact it just a little bit. I think some people may not be comfortable to go out yet. So there may be a couple thousand or, you know, a thousand or two that may not go. And that's okay, right? That's their prerogative. It's not hurting you. So my guess, my estimate, and we'll see how close I was. And we'll talk about this at the end of next week or early next week when we preview the UMass game. My prediction for the attendance of the BC Colgate game is, drumroll please, 38,000. That's my guess. 38,000 fans for this game. We'll see how close I am. I could be way off, but I will be there. I am a credentialed media member for my work at BC Bulletin. Um, I will be in attendance. I will be there in the game. So make sure you follow all of our social media to make sure you get all those updates on BC football. I will, I'll take pictures. I will have all the latest updates. I will be at Jeff Halfley's press conference. And I'll get to talk to the players after the game as well. So follow me at AJ Black underscore BC. Follow the Twitter handle of our podcast at Locked on BC. And make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great Tuesday. If you're in Louisiana, I hope you're doing okay. I know there's a few listeners that we have from down there. Um, my thoughts and prayers are up with you guys. And we'll see you all again tomorrow as we continue. Continue our trek to the Colgate game. Take care, everyone.